I wanted to bring in our next guest, Scott Bauer, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, is joining us uh, to take a look at some of the fundamentals behind uh, the price activity we've been seeing in commodities. Scott, welcome. Happy Tuesday. Uh, Same with you, Ben. We were just talking about some of the key levels to watch in terms of crude and natural gas, the technicals. I want to get into what's behind some of the price activity we've seen. It appears as if the focus for crude, the recent rally, comes in reaction to the president's trip to Saudi Arabia last week and how it failed to produce results. Absolutely. I think that's just part of the puzzle, though, Ben. I mean, I'm not so sure how much the, the let's call it the street expectation was that, that we were really going to get a significant increase in output. So, you know, certainly the, the pricing that we saw the latter part of last week, maybe even going up, you know, into yesterday, that was a reflection that, okay, we're, we're not really going to get much. There, there's not too much of a help. But I think you also have to look at the dollar. And there's a lot, a lot of other factors. And the biggest one to me, actually, is, is global demand. What's going on in China? Are there going to be more lockdowns? What's happening here in the States, too? You know, it is the summer driving season, the busiest driving season of the year. However, data that I've seen says that, you know, driving is actually down a little bit. And that probably has to do with the cost of gasoline. Okay, a good point there, Scott. Multiple factors to consider when you're talking about the input, but ultimately the crude oil at $100 a barrel, you're still talking about yes. the output feeding into that inflation concern, that narrative. It has come off. We're talking recently from 123 with uh, Rick. We were just looking at the move off the 114 handle roughly. This is off the highs that we saw earlier this spring of 130. Yep. I mean, it's the worst case Putin scenarios with uh, Russia invading Ukraine. But this is still a factor to consider in terms of the inflation discussion. But there's a lot of talk about peak inflation as some of these commodities have come off. And as I look at the data here, now that I think of it, uh, we'll get into the building permits, housing starts in just a second. But overnight, we saw some data out of uh, Europe, the CPI numbers, uh, Eurozone CPI, for the most part in line with expectations. I guess the question being here, uh, this sort of crude relatively contained at these levels, again, 100 still not where you want it to be. But ultimately, we're off those peak levels, and that should ease some of the pressures here. We're seeing it in terms of the Eurozone inflation backing off a little bit. Again, we're talking about year over year still coming in at these record levels. We're talking 8.6. But on the month over month basis, at least we're not topping expectations here right now and in line with prior levels as well, 0.8. Absolutely. And when we look ahead to CPI that we're going to get you know, in August or July, Ben, we should see a, a decline? much lower number. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we should, because we have to remember the numbers that we got last week, which you know obviously were elevated, that took into consideration when oil was topping out at okay. 125, 130. The White House told so, us these are lagging indicators, so they reminded us they of are. that. Yeah. They, they are. So we should see some better numbers next month, at least based on the food and energy part okay. of inflation. But there's no question the inflationary worries are still out there because of the supply constraints. Okay, speaking of that and the Fed's initiative here to kind of slow growth down or slow some of this demand down, I should say, ultimately, growth kind of goes hand in hand, I think. Um, building permits, housing starts, we're seeing a little bit of a decline there. Yesterday, the National Association of Home Builders, the housing market index, came in at 55. I mean, levels we haven't seen since June of 2020, yep. I think it was. So we're seeing a bit of a decline. We're seeing the Fed's initiative, central bankers in general, and that uh, sentiment shift here as we enter into this higher rate environment, a reflection there being uh, housing. And we should. We absolutely should. We, you know, we've been talking, obviously, for a long time, a lot of people expecting a bubble, that housing got way too red hot. And 
you know, for the longest time, Ben, years ago, we talked about, you know, the housing market lagging. It's now been leading, you know, over the last couple of years. Yeah. So it, it makes sense that we tame it down a little bit. Yeah. We don't want to see it collapse. That's the last thing we want to see. True but that. this number right here, this doesn't bother me. I think this is a good number. It's still a very strong number. It's lower than expected. Still a very strong number, but certainly a reflection of what's going on now between interest rates, inflation, and and quite frankly, just overall consumer sentiment. And as I look at it, permits here uh, a little bit higher than expectations as yeah. well. But Scott, a lot of focus here, to say the least, here in terms of housing and. Ultimately, you know, we talk about the ripple effect as far as some of the other data points here, those larger ticket item purchases. And, you know, we were talking about yesterday and it seemed like the market kind of embraced this concept, at least on Friday. We did see some selling yesterday, but at least on Friday, the idea that even in this higher rate environment, we're still seeing spending consumers uh, again have been. Uh, Jamie Dimon, for example, last week talking about how we're still seeing people are swiping their cards and out uh, making purchases. They sure are. Now, it's a matter of what purchases they're making. Are they shifting away from, you know, some of the discretionary mm -hmm. big, mm -hmm. uh, big ticket items down to more, you know, non-discretionary things that people really need? But you're right. People are still spending money. So even though those consumer, you know, uh, expectations have lowered and, the, and, you know, according to the, the Michigan consumer sentiment, it's almost the lowest on record. They are still spending. Yeah. National average for gasoline's coming off. I think it's down to 450, below 450, I heard this morning, uh, AAA reporting. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, move away from the energy products in that discussion, because uh, when you're talking about inflation, there's also the metals, right, industrial metals, whether you're talking again about that input factor or just a reflection thereof. Uh, housing, for example, copper. We've seen prices come oh. off significantly uh, after uh, the highs up around $5 in March, back down to, well, we're still holding above three last I looked, but uh, talk about a sharp slide. I mean, I think it was a six-week run into the end of last week, lower. No doubt about it. And I think really there you had two things. A, a the, the potential lockdowns again in China. So I think that really, For really sure. just hit on the demand side. And then also the rising dollar that we've seen, which yeah. now has started to come off those highs a little bit. but. You had kind of the perfect storm, especially for copper, uh, over the last six to eight weeks or so to see that 40% decline. Yeah, you know, let's just pull a chart here because I want to uh, just show that decline that Scott was just talking about. I mentioned from the March highs of around $5 all the way to uh, 313 was a low last yep. week. So you can see that decline and uh, the move lower, high conviction trade. And I also mentioned here on a weekly basis last week, let me just double check, it did. It closed for its sixth week to the downside in a row, consecutive weeks in a row. And as you look here, up only three out of the last 13. So this one's fallen out of bed to say the least. How about gold when you're speaking of a stronger dollar? And yes, it has come off a little bit from the highs we saw last week up around one uh, and actually, that's my chart of the day today, or one of them. We're going to talk about the euro currency in just a couple minutes here, ahead of the ECB. But Scott, talk to me, because gold fell out of bed as well, briefly below 1700 but just holding at this lower level. I mean, a disappointment for the bulls, to say the least. Big-time disappointment, Ben. And, you know, when, when gold was, was kind of consolidating, and it did for about a month, it seemed like right around the 1750 You know, yeah. it was trading like, 1730 to 1770 or so we're talking about expecting a big breakout we got that breakout to the downside i think really because of the dollar yeah now we're stabilizing on that lower end of the range here if the dollar starts to stabilize and we see it come back down a little bit we could see a nice little rally in right. gold here i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt seeing it back up to the 
mid-range of that level we saw for so long around 1750 or so you know i'm kind of putting gold uh, if we could pull this chart here i'm kind of putting gold and crude in a similar category relative to what we've seen in copper again copper uh, the door opening up that trap door to the downside the elevator shaft it fell into as we just looked at it here's gold <laughs> on the daily time frame the move off 2078 and it has been trending lower but to your point here scott and this is why i'm kind of putting it in the same category as crude we're still sort of holding yeah, that is. lower extreme on the weekly crude being around 90 93 we'll call it copper here again being 1700 ish or gold i mean being 1700 ish we'll call it but copper completely different story we looked at uh, that move lower there Scott, also in terms of this inflation discussion, you've got grains, right? And when you're talking about commodities coming off peak levels, I mean, this is, uh, well, a name that can be thrown in the hat as well, or, a, you know, a basket of products. You've got corn, wheat, beans, well off those Ukraine spike highs, worst case Putin scenarios. We've heard about flows uh, released now, the Black Sea, apparently some yep. of those uh, piles, stockpiles are getting released ultimately in some uh, you know, disbursement of that. But uh, again, this sort of helps that discussion for those that are trying to make an argument for that peak inflation having been in the rearview mirror kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know that the concerns are, are gone, though, in terms Noted. of, you know, in, in terms of grains and, and those commodities coming out of Russia and Ukraine. I mean, it's nice that we're seeing this respite a little bit, that that we are seeing some stockpiles released. The Black Sea ports are are opened up a little bit You're but skeptical, you know I, yeah i mean that can change in a heartbeat here i mean anytime that we have to you know ride the coattails of a decision perhaps by vladimir putin yeah. i think the volatility is going to stay in the marketplace so it's certainly nice for inflation in in, in at the bottom line here it's great that we're getting these resources out to people in mm -hmm. the world but i am definitely skeptical Okay, I like that. It is a good thing on a humanitarian aspect. Exactly. But, but don't get too secure in terms of uh, some of the price activity the downside. It's still a very volatile, fluid situation uh, to be factored into. But, Scott, at the very least, I mean, when you're talking about all these commodities, again, kind of reverting back to what you're talking about as far as uh, crude oil and a factor to consider the U.S. dollar and some of the strength we've seen. I mean, and then again, ultimately, I guess... Uh, to, to get your thoughts on that, I mean, do you see any of that? We've come off a little bit as the ECB is now getting a little bit more hawkish in their tone and right. expectations associated with what to look for later this week. But do you see the dollar really easing significantly, or is this just a bit of a pullback and we could start to establish a bit of a range here as rates have kind of gone sideways? Maybe, maybe the dollar is looking to the TNX for direction. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect to see the dollar, you know, down breaking below 104, 103 maybe at, at, at its bottom peak here. I mean, we've talked for a very long time that that the dollar was pretty much the only game in town. But yeah. now that we're starting to see some of the other central banks catch up, ECB, you know, most notably here, we could see a little pressure on the dollar. But but it, it, in my opinion, it's not going to get hit, which obviously in the longer run here is not a great thing for commodity prices. Final thoughts here, Scott, in terms of focal points as we head uh, into the uh, middle part and end of this week. Uh, there's a lot of attention being directed to some of these quarters. Companies reporting quarterly results. At the top of the show, we were talking about Apple and some of these layoffs. So obviously, you know, uh, attention being directed towards those weekly jobless claims, housing numbers. And again, it seems like uh, companies reporting quarterly results. What do you have your eye on? It, it absolutely right now is quarterly results. Certainly, news that we saw yesterday coming out of Apple really turned the market yeah, on its, you know, shake it up a bit, flip the market over. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think they're finally confronting it. It's one of those things, Ben, that I actually look at and say, okay, it's about time 
that they came out and did that. We saw some of that news from some of the other big mm -hmm. players Amazon, also Microsoft, recently. Microsoft, yeah. I exactly. Um, you know, we're going to get Netflix today. Everyone's watching that. Is that a market driver? No, I don't really think it is. But we do have some market drivers with earnings coming up over the next few days and going into next week. So I think this is going to be important. And it would be really nice to see the bottom line here for many of these companies at least meet the lowered expectations that are out there. In addition to that, it'd be interesting, or it's going to be key to watch here if we can get a little bit of positive sentiment come from earnings this season, this round, because it seems like the past couple that hasn't really provided that lift for the indices. If anything, it seems like recently it's been a bit of a headwind uh, compared Absolutely. to what we saw into the end of last year uh, throughout this year. Scott, thanks for joining us here. Pleasure to break it down with you, and uh, thanks, thanks for sharing your thoughts here uh, this morning. Scott Bauer, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy.